0: My heart belonged wholly to Jomas, and nothing and no one could make me think otherwise. Not Smithy Gid, nor his sister Ada, my closest friend. Not even dear Dot and Mama, though my father has long hoped Gid might one day win my affections. With the revelation of Aunt Lizzie's secret to me, to Mary Ruth and Hannah, too, My father's and grandfather's health seems much improved, and both Mama and Aunt Lizzie have a new spring in their step, in spite of the vacant spot at the supper table. Sadie's absence is a constant source of worry, especially since she's been shunned from the Gobbler's Knob Church. And Dot was right. The bishop, after a reasonable time, insisted Sadie's letters be returned unopened. "'It's no wonder she stopped writing along about Christmas time after leaving for Ohio. "'I wish to heavens I might have been allowed to read those things she wrote to us. "'Some days it seems as if my sister has been away for years on end. "'But if that were true, I'd be thought of as a maidel by now, which I'm surely not. "'I am still only nineteen, a few years under the limit of the expected marrying age. "'Though if Smithy Gid had his way, he and I would be hitched up already.' The berry patch calls to me even now as I help Dot with morning milking. Seems there's something nearly sacred about creeping along the mounded rows, the blissful buzz of nature in my ears, long runners tripping at my bare feet as the blistering sun stands high and haughty in the sky and the tin bucket steadily fills with plump red fruit. Being out there alone with the birds and the strawberry plants beneath the wide and blue heavenly canopy soothes my soul, and sets my world aright, at least for a time. Part 1 What doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? Book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 8 Chapter One The morning Mama quietly announced her baby news. Leah hung back a bit, standing near the kitchen door, while her twin sisters, especially Mary Ruth, were overjoyed at Mama's being in the family way again. Many of the old order viewed it as shameful to share such things with unmarried children, but both Mama and Dot felt otherwise and didn't hesitate to include their four eldest daughters though discreetly. Since Lydiane's a toddler and not so little anymore, it'll be fun to have a baby around again, declared Mary Ruth. And wonderful good for Lydia to have a close-in-age brother or sister. Hannah's smile stretched from ear to ear as she seemingly took the news in her stride, much as Dot must surely have too when Mama told him in private earlier. Leah had suspected nothing of this from Dot, although he'd had plenty of opportunity to say something during early morning chores. Her father had never been one to speak of personal things. She knew this firsthand, because for some time now, she had been asking for information relating to her own birth, to no avail. "'For goodness sake, Leah,' he would say each time she brought it up, "'be grateful the good Lord made you healthy and strong, that you were born head first. What else would you care to know?' But there were certain things she did ponder, such as who her first father might be. Lizzie, however, seemed unable to discuss the subject. Is it too hard to dredge up the past, Leah wondered? Or was Lizzie simply unwilling to bring it up for fear of implicating a member of the Hickory Hollow Amish Church miles away? There were also nagging questions concerning the day Leah was born in the Abersole Cottage but she couldn't bear to ask them of Lizzie. Mary Ruth broke the stillness, glancing furtively at Leah as she said, Maybe Dot will finally get a real son. Aw, pity's sake, Mama said, shaking her head at Mary Ruth. She went to sit on the wooden bench next to the kitchen table, fanning herself with the hem of her long black apron. Her round face was flushed from the heat of the wood stove where she had two strawberry pies baking. But... If the baby is a girl, Hannah spoke up, there'll be less sewing to do. Leah spoke at last. Only if we get busy and make plenty of little Afghans between now and December. Lydiane was a spring baby, don't forget. At this, Leah caught Mama's sweet and gentle smile. That's my Leah, always leaning toward the practical. Mary Ruth continued to chatter, asking where Ann would sleep once the wee one came. Quickly, Hannah suggested, why, she could sleep with us. Ain't so, Mary Ruth. Mama laughed at that. I dare say there wouldn't be much sleeping going on. Not as wiggly as that one is. Leah turned and slipped outdoors, going to the henhouse, where she scattered feed to the chickens. Inside, she leaned against the rickety wall, watching them peck the ground near her bare feet. Honestly, she said right out, I don't know whether to be happy or sad about a new baby. The hens paid her no mind, but the lone rooster cocked his head and eyed her curiously. In all truth, she had forced a smile about Mama expecting a little one come next Christmas. Here, with only the chickens for company, she recalled the months before the two-year-old Ann came into the world. Mama had been ever so tired. Nauseated, too. At close to forty-five, she was not nearly as energetic and strong as in years past. But there were a good many women that age, or older, in the family who had no trouble birthing babies. Leah was glad her mother came from a long line of such women. Indeed, she was happy at the prospect of Dots having his first son, should the baby turn out to be a boy. Heading out of the hen house toward the barnyard, Leah was suddenly aware of Smithy Gid calling to her from the brink of the cornfield. Figuetsch, Leah. Do you have a minute? Out of habit, she glanced toward the back door, curious if Mama or one of the twins was observing her with Gid, who was not only breathless from running, but his eyes were strangely aglow. What is it? she asked. He grinned down at her. I've got a whole new litter of German Shepherd pups, and I think there's another dog Abram, your pop, might just take a shine into. It was common knowledge Dot wanted a third dog, after having purchased from Gid his second German Shepherd, Blackie, well over a year ago. With a house full of women, folk, another male dog might be worth thinking about. At least I won't be so outnumbered anymore, he'd said that very morning, chuckling heartily. She walked alongside Gid to the barn, listening as he described the various puppies' coloring. Does Dot know about the recent pups? she asked. He oughta, because I ain't been talking to myself all these weeks. They both laughed at that. Then Gid added, I believe Abram's just waiting for the good word. She felt her cheeks warm. Then you best be telling him. His eyes lit up. Well, now I wanted to tell you, Leah. She held her breath, scared he might take this opportunity to say more, them alone this way. And he did, too, at least started to. I've been wanting to ask you something. She took a small step back. In fact, she had been inching away from him, romantically at least, her whole life long, and for all good reason. She had always loved her second cousin, Jonas though she had made a conscious effort to bury her bitter sadness, hiding it from her family, and especially from Smithy Gid, who remained a right good friend as he'd always been, even more so lately. Yet Leah shuddered at the thought of Gid showing kindness to her out of mere pity. Surely their friendship was more special than that. But she had no intention of leading him on, just because he was clearly fond of her. Ah, she groaned inwardly, wishing someone... Anyone might come flying into the barn, but no one did, and not even the barn doves high in the rafters made a sound as the smithy's son reached for her hand. Ah, kid. What she really wanted to tell him was, please don't say another word, but the words got trapped in her throat. She knew all too well the ache of rejection, and the way his eyes were intent on hers just now, it would be downright unkind to hurt him. He was still holding her hand as the slow creaking of the windmill behind the barn broke the stillness. Ada and her beau are going for supper in Strasburg next Saturday night. I thought it might be fun if you and I rode along. No two ways about it. Riding along simply meant double courting, and Gid knew it. Sighing.